Mike the Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch night, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too, because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there isn't going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away, unless you don't care about them that much. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good one today. Holy shit. This yes. was a discovery one, sort of. It was, yes. Thanks to, I'm just going to throw them out there right at the beginning of this shit, fucking Vinegar Syndrome. Yes, indeed. We've been fans of Vinegar Syndrome. We've covered <laughs> more than a couple of their titles over the years. What's kind of cool is that there's been a few that we've covered and then Vinegar Syndrome redid those, and I'm like, wow, we watched the shitty non-remastered versions of the movies they did. Um, I, Is it Tammy, Tammy and T-Rex? Tammy yeah. and the T-Rex. Actually, our very, I think our second episode was on... Night Train yeah. to Night Terror. Night Train to Terror. What a beautiful movie. Yeah. Yes, it was. Go it back was and fun. listen to that. That was good. We've had a lot of fun with Vinegar Syndrome, and uh, they've been doing... Uh, the Lord's work <laughs> when it comes to uh, schlock cinema. Yes. Because they started as like a little boutique uh, restoration label doing mostly like weird 70s porn and, and super exploitation stuff. But they really, they were they were doing it right. And they got a fan base and they just grew and grew. And now they're doing MGM titles and shit. Like, yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. They're fucking like really killing it right now. And... This is probably my favorite release they've ever done. Wow, that's saying something with uh, your catalog. It's so good, though. <laughs> so, uh, uh, just for the reason that I'm really bad at branding, I'm just going to mention real quick, if this is your first time... <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we should probably uh, do that, yeah. With Beautiful Disasters. This is a great episode, by the way, to be your first time, because this is a perfect fucking movie for us. What we do here is we review the movies that maybe not everybody's seen. The cult cinema, the B-movies, the schlock. Yes. The off-titles, the ones you may not have heard of. And we do some more contemporary stuff. We do some more popular stuff here and there. But this is a perfect example of a movie that was made for this podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. 
I would just say from the start, if uh, you've seen Miami Connection, this has a lot of the oh, Miami yeah. Connection vibes in it. Absolutely. So. All right, so let's 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 introduce the panel. I am, right. I of course am the Groots. F you, Hunter. And our guest today. Charlotte. Yeah. Welcome back, Charlotte. Nice to be back. Y'all let me back sometimes. Yep. Yes, indeed. Sometimes you let me inside. <laughs> well, uh, you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> we, uh, well, you know, we haven't been as prolific as, as, uh, as, you know, we might want to be, but I'm so happy that we're getting to this because this fucking movie has quite a story behind it, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, one of, the, I, I think, uh, shit, I guess a few months ago, I was at uh, one of the horror cons, and there's Vinegar Syndrome, and they have all their lists, and it was one of those, all right, what's my budget, what can I get, and I noticed they were promoting this new one, and it was New York Ninja, and I'm like, what's the deal, and the person there started telling me the history of this, this random-ass lost film yep. that someone found, and... Most of it was still together, but the audio track was fucked. It was gone. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie was shot. It was kind of like a, a passion project um, by a guy named John Liu, who was stars and direct and was making the movie. A la Sh- Miami Connection again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, shot in 1984. Money ran out. The fucking uh, production company went under all kinds of crazy shit never got finished so what vinegar syndrome ends up doing is they will they will buy prints of things they will find the rights to stuff and try to re-release or whatever movies that have been lost to time you know or never had a proper release so they bought a big movie collection and this was in it yeah and of course there's no sound so like well what the fuck are we going to do with it and one of their guys, one of their restoration guys, like one of the main dudes from Vinegar Syndrome, his name is uh, Curtis Spieler. I'm glad you took notes on this stuff. I did. There was a <laughs> whole extra commentary section on your DVD that explained all this. I know. <laughs> I've only watched it once, and I didn't watch it with the commentary track, <laughs> so I'm kind of slack. Well, this guy said, let me take a crack at it. So it's ingenious what they ended up doing is uh, he ended up hiring some people to help lip read the movie. <laughs> so they, they, he, would, he, would, he would, you know, screen w- the footage they had and people would get the, their best guess as to what people were saying, you know, best educated guess. And he would get all that stuff down. Then he painstakingly re-edited the movie into something that was a that was going to be <laughs> cohesive. a cohesive plot. He had to add elements and then not all didn't, the didn't he pretty much have to write the dialogue. He had to rewrite he worked most with of the it, yeah. lip readers, but he also made up new dialogue when it just was like, let's just have fun with this part of this. Yes. So he got the he got the basic gist of what was there and then he kind of made his own movie. So this movie was shot in eighty four, finished in two thousand twenty one. And it's a goddamn fucking genre masterpiece. Yes. It really is. Like, it has such a beautiful birth story. Like, how this movie came into creation is just such iconic, like, schlock abuse movie. <laughs> it is so good. This is like the golden egg of schlock abuse movies. It really is. So, of course, again, I'm at, the, I'm at their table, and I had to make some tough choices. But I was like, that just came out. I need to pick it up 
for this podcast. I also picked up, you know, Night Train Terror and Hell Comes to Frogtown. But we have covered one and we've screened one. This is brand new to everybody. So we God went all right. as virgins to this movie. And you also got the pin that says, I heart New York Ninja. Yes. Something that is, we thought was just a neat promotional, promotional thing. thing. Not knowing it's all over the fucking film too holy shit so oh, yeah. we we all watched this for the first time together um a few hundred groups and i and we have decided we absolutely need i heart new york ninja shirts yes like we need to wear them all together i agree vinegar syndrome keeps selling out of them they will restock on the website so good. and they're gone <laughs> Because everyone needs them. We all love New York I Ninja. I honestly feel kind of lucky that I was able to come across this because, I mean, they're doing a lot of screenings from our stand, like selling out in like, oh, yeah. New York and other places like that. So it's awesome I have this fucking hard copy of this movie with the documentary and all yep. the stuff that came into making this lost movie into this badass <laughs> Yeah, when you got it, I took a picture and sent it to Groots, and he was like, hell yes! Oh like yeah, he was very excited that yes. he had picked it up. Yes, this 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 is a very special thing. So New York Ninja. All right, <laughs> you gonna roll saying, right into it. Gonna, I will say it it starts off with shaky cam. What I noticed. Well, it, let's just say that this is a very independent movie. Okay, uh, I would say the actual cinematography and quality of filmmaking on Miami Connection is far superior. Yes. Far superior. I feel like most of the extras or people in the background in Miami Connection might have at least been paid or told they were being recorded. <laughs> there is a lot of this movie, I feel like they pulled up in a van, they pulled the camera out, said, run across here, we're just going to film you. And then random ass motherfuckers are walking by them going, what the fuck is that going is on here? That is literally what happened. And speaking of the production value, like there are some scenes <laughs> that you can tell are shot during the daylight and then they lose their daylight and you can tell the scene where the sun's going down and they had no extra lighting or <laughs> yeah. perhaps time. Yeah, time's not a real important <laughs> thing here. It's daytime. It's nighttime. It's, it's a time. It's a ninja time. It is a ninja time. <laughs> yeah. I love doing ninja. <laughs> well, the only benefit of shooting uh, kind of renegade like that out in the streets uh, is that this was the early 80s and New York was a fucking shithole. Yeah. And if <laughs> if somebody like was walking by and there was a ninja fight happening, they'd just be like, fuck it. I'm going to the bodega, man. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this shit. That's normal. Yeah, yeah but, it's funny you say that because all of the scenes like in New York, it's so like grungy and dirty and just so gross. But there's also like I love New York stickers everywhere. I think conveniently <laughs> placed to make sure that we knew that we were in New York. That branding was half the half the budget of this. It movie. was. It really was. <laughs> all right, I guess we will. Let's get into yes. sort of the plot of this. Yeah, yeah. This it's not a complicated plot. No, so, no. <laughs> so, of course, you know it's the 80s in uh, New York because you open up with a shot of the World Trade Center buildings. Yep. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, that, what, that's what city we're in. And uh, we center down on our um, main character, John, whatever his name is. John. He's New York Ninja. John Ninja. Call, we'll just call him John Ninja. <laughs> now, he is voiced by Don the Dragon Wilson. And as we get yes. to other characters, we're going to, there's some very cool uh, voice actors uh, doing these voices. Uh, so he's meeting up with his wife, <laughs> Nita, who uh, who is voiced by 
Ginger Lynn of uh, uh, sexy movie fame. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're so in love. They're so fucking in love. And they're York, like throw up in love. Like, God, there's, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, it's super gross. He's like the fit, you know, Asian dude who looks like he's really good at martial arts, who's in love with, like, the white girl. And it's just like, it, it's Romeo and Juliet. Nothing, nothing could separate them. Nothing at all. Well, I will say the first, like, literal 60 seconds of the movie. There's this whole exchange of dialogue. Like, there's this whole, like, we we are introduced to the movie, we have this exchange of dialogue in the first 60 seconds, and then it trajects to the rest of the movie. She's like, I'm so in love with you, and I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so love you, too. Well, because he, he comes up, and he's like, they meet on the random sidewalk, and he's like, <laughs> it, he's like, happy birthday. And she's like, I'm so in love with you. By the way, I'm pregnant. He's like... <laughs> Great, I'm going to be a dad. I'll see you at home. Okay, bye. <laughs> and this all happens in the first 60 seconds. Yeah, it sounds like you fast-forwarded. No, that's how they talked. I mean, isn't that how people talk? Always hey, happy birthday. Can. I'm pregnant. Yay, dad. All right, see you later. Check it out. But there is a problem in New York City. Women keep getting kidnapped. That's right. It's it's by, I guess, Road Warrior Gang Rejects is the best way to put it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, the, the gang doesn't dress in one kind of color. Oh, you know, Lord. it's all over the place. There's, like, the new wave guy. There's the... There's this there's one the guy Basta in, like, guy. a fuzzy fedora hat. It's, like, a felt fedora. <laughs> yes. He's, like, smoking a cigarette. He's, like, we dubbed him, like, the cool fedora guy smoking a cigarette. Like, that was the cool gangster guy. But isn't there where there's an attempted abduction? There right? is, yeah. And... And, and uh, wife, Nita... Sees it, tries to break it up. Yeah, and right after John Ninja has left, so yeah, timing is just terrible. <laughs> terrible. He, you had a ninja there on the spot, but he left. That's well, right. We didn't Damn know he was a ninja at the time. That's right. I know. That's true. He, he was get... just a super fit Asian guy. Yeah, you that's know, true. We didn't know he was we, a ninja. <laughs> we can't be saying everybody in New York is a ninja. I know. So, so she tries to break up this thing, and uh, the gang does not take that lightly. Mm -mm. They they had a plan. She is interrupting their plan. That's They're right. on a schedule of, of daily abductions, apparently. And and she honestly would probably have made a pretty good abduction because she was kind of pretty. Can can I throw out there the police department this time in New York really sucks because again these are daily abductions. We get newspaper that is like yeah it happened again like. How are we not stopping this shit? Like, it's, it is daylight. It's not like they're in the yeah. alleyways. This shit is right out in front of everybody yeah. on a daily basis. Main Street yeah. at, a, at a subway entrance. Yeah. You know there's, like, some guy reading paper going, there you go, another abduction. Okay. That's what it takes to live in New York. All but right. They, they end up throwing Nita down the stairs, and then... Uh, and you're like, oh, shit. That's bad. That's bad. But then the smooth criminal uh, guy... <laughs> yes! Throws a fucking uh, switchblade into the pregnant belly. Yep. Aww. She got she got stabbed in the baby. And she got stabbed in the baby <laughs> and <laughs> dies. Yeah. So technically the first victim is the baby. I guess so, yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's so, tough living in New York, even it's as like, a baby. It's like, happy birthday, I'm pregnant, dies. <laughs> so this is the uh, instant uh, declaration of love to tragedy uh, transition within the first minute and a half of the movie. And then we have the first Oscar moment, or the oh, only Oscar man. moment, when he comes upon the scene, <gasps> and he's like, it's not fair! Why? Why? 
Yeah, I mean, because that's what everybody <laughs> does, right? Once you realize that, is you yell into the sky and you shake despair. your fists. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do. But that's Ninja Training 101. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he has a big emotional scene. Oh yeah, when he's um, are you referencing when they go to like the rooftop with like the birthday setup? Oh no, yeah. this is before, when he discovers. Oh, okay, because I have something to say about that. Yeah, he <laughs> discovers his was pregnant wife is dead and yeah, and is in despair. And then we cut to rooftop ironic birthday celebration. Okay, that's the thing. He set up this whole birthday celebration with like dollar store children's birthday decoration tablecloth etc. Hey, hey, I'm not going to judge. You, who knows what his ninja budget is, okay? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. If he's not getting it hired was just as a ninja. Weird. <laughs> and, and he lives in New York, so I mean, shit's not cheap there, right? It sits on the rooftop and there's the birthday setup, and he has like the dramatic like why freak out on the roof. But what trips me out is he like opens like a picture of a framed picture of him and her, and he like smashes the picture. And I'm like, I understand like you're emotional, but then he just grabs the glass and is just like just gr- holding this glass bleeding everywhere and i'm like let it go why you're hurting yourself but that's we have to know how much despair he it is it was so intentional he is grabbing glass shards upset that's like like that's in right. case you were like you know what i know he loved her and i know she was pregnant and it's her birthday but is he really upset and that scene says I'm so upset, I'm grabbing shards of glass and squeezing them. Just in case any of you fuckers think I am not upset, I am bleeding <laughs> like, through my that. hands from glass upset. That, That's a level you that really That physical upset. pain is the yeah. only way he can drown out the emotional <laughs> torment. Yes. No, I get that. <laughs> He's so emo. He's kind of emo New York Ninja at that <laughs> part, right? Like, yeah, like, His little I'm, side bangs. Sometimes I like to cut myself with my own glass because <laughs> I'm so upset. <sighs> So now we have a scene change where we we get a our first glimpse of the bad guys. Dun, dun, dun. So in this uh, abandoned, you're gonna have to field. help me out with this. Which which bad guys? Because there's a, a slew of them in this movie. So what we got is we got the dude who looks like um, Lou Reed a little bit running a kidnapping ring. Okay. Okay, and then we have uh, the other rich bad guy who does business with him, and they meet in this field. The cars pull up next to each other. Almost, if anybody can remember this, for 80s kids, the Grey Poupon commercial. Really was, yeah. yes. where they pull up and, excuse me, sir, do you have any Grey Poupon? And Except, more- excuse me, sir, do you have any abducted abducted <laughs> women I may have? Sorry, I was born in 91. Yeah, you might not have that. ever seen that no, Grey Poupon commercial. The, what, the scene we're referencing right now has my, by far, favorite part of this whole goddamn movie which I freaked out while we were all watching it, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever, is, like, the main weird bad guy, which I'll, I'll let y'all describe. He pulls out this little, like, pen with this little, like, dart in it. Oh. <laughs> and, yes, I forgot oh about that. Oh, my God, how could you forget about this? And, you know, we, we see a mess with the dart and put it in the pen, and we're like, oh, what, what's going to happen? And he, like, blows the dart out and ends up killing a fly in the car with this poison dart. 
And for with without having any context or reference, I was like, does this motherfucker, is this how he kills flies? But does he not have a fly swatter? Does he just, like, shoot poison darts well, at flies? If you want to be basic. Because we don't reference the poison dart until way later. Right. So that's the only, like, reference we have yeah, of it. Yeah, he fucking hates flies. <laughs> like, like, look, you could swat a fly, but if you murder a fly with a poison dart... That sets an example to all other flies around that fly. Well, in this Don't house, fuck with me. In this house, that's how I expect you to kill bugs now. Yeah, I'm setting my darts right now. <laughs> it's going to fucking happen. It was my favorite. It was so good. So this scene is designed to uh, <laughs> prove that this dude is a sinister badass who has some skills. Yeah. And does look like Lou Reed. I'll give you that with the sunglasses. He does. He does and, kind of. Yeah. And the other guy, the guy who is buying the abducted women is like this staunch British uh, baddie. That's right. And yes. he's like, the supply is not meeting the demand. Basically, he's like, I <laughs> need got more number. women. Numbers have to stay up, good sir. Yes, I need more women. More, more, more. Are you just kidnapping one a day? Come on now, get the I numbers think, up. I think that we had all decided while watching this together that this scene in this scenario, the dubbing and the voice acting was just so off and so goddamn hilarious they like just, in this scene in particular this this is the brilliance of this movie because they're, they're, they're transforming i don't even know what this movie who knows what the original dialogue was <laughs> whatever it was it's not as good as this yeah exactly so goddamn true. right they did a good job so, all right. So then we have that. Because you, you don't really ever hear about bad guys and quotas. I'll just say, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's true. Usually they're just like, we'll get what we need. He's like, I've got numbers to meet, good sir. You will get me more women. Like, you don't usually get that. You That's true. appreciate quotas, all right? So at least we, we've established these are the bad guys. This is what's going on in the town. Um, and then we've got, uh, and I'm forgetting the context of this, but I think it must be his first fight. It's probably a small fight. But somebody uh, hollers at New York Ninja probably on the street. Hey, Chinatown, what you offering? <laughs> God, that's <laughs> terrible. And then I think that's, he... That's I, from the original movie. I think he, no. he whooped... Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not ad-libbing here. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, one by one, he, he fucks him up. But he, um, he ends up having this interaction with one of the detectives, which, by the way, you mentioned earlier, the cops are the most ineffectual ever. There's daily abductions. Yeah, they fucking suck. So he wants justice, and the, the the detective assigned to his case is like, "Man, just let me do my job. Get out my face. Like, like, just leave me alone." Uh, the very casual detective who just kind of is investigating, but kind of on his terms, right? Like, he's not gonna, you know, talk to too many people. Right. Just kind of walk the streets, see what he hears. Yep. Kind of the laziest detective work you I could see possibly yeah, exactly. happening. It's like I'm just gonna put my eyes, uh, you know, eyes on the on, on the Again, on the street. This is front page news. This is a like a like it's happening every day. People are like, oh my god, women are being abducted, and New York City, the the police department is, hey, put this one detective sort of on this job. Like they're just kind of blowing it off. All right. So uh, John, New York Ninja, decides. This city owes me justice. Yeah. Justice. Yeah. Ninja justice. So he gets <laughs> he he gets his ninja shit. And he dresses up in white cuz he's a good ninja. There's a whole <laughs> training montage. That was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. That was really good. It was a lot of kicks in place. <laughs> 
at some point, we're going to have to well, get into the like the first real f fight. We're going to have well, to talk about the learn, fight. Well, you learn he's really good at standing and kicking outward, which yeah. helps because in a lot of his battles, the guys will run towards his foot. And wait patiently. Yeah, and wait patiently. Their turn. Yeah, they, they do wait their <laughs> turn. Which works perfectly with his expertise of standing still and kicking straight and guys running towards his foot in line almost. <laughs> you just picked. described every single fight except for the really awesome one we're about to describe. Oh, man. Oh, it's a good one. This is the one. I, I know you're talking so, about. So, yes, yes. So, he, we, we cut to a scene where one, maybe even two girls, I can't remember, are getting uh, accosted by uh, abductors and or maybe about, they're, they're going to get raped. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And then suddenly, fucking ninja stars start flying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ninja stars break up a rape. And they're confused because they're like, where are these coming from? I mean, they're all coming from the same direction, but they're like, where are ninja stars? Wait a second. Is that a ninja? <laughs> like, In New York? But <laughs> I'm going to say, if I get hit with a ninja star, I'm just going to deduce... It's probably from the ninja standing over there throwing the ninja stars, all right? Probably. Yeah. You know something that just occurred to me? What's that? In a totally uh, non-serious and joking manner. If we ever make any money with this podcast, we should start a non-profit to provide free ninja stars to all women that yes. want them. Yes. Yeah. To prevent I'm rape. down yeah. for some ninja like, stars. Just running up, just, I mean, because... Are you going to logo times? Beautiful Disaster Ninja Star? We, we can I, I think we just had or... No, 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 no. Ninja Star has two sides. Right. So we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get co sponsorship from Vinegar Syndrome. <laughs> so it's gonna be I Love New York Ninja and this Beautiful Disasters. This rape was stopped by Beautiful Disasters slash Vinegar Syndrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn. Well, we we might make the front page news in New York, by the way, from what I learned I'm for this glad movie. Y'all have a passionate mission for this podcast. Yes. So I'm glad it's going in a direction. Hey, where heroes I, come in all different. If we don't types. meet the Ninja Stars, I think we've come up with a, another. Uh, t-shirt design just gonna throw that out could, there all it, right it could very well be <laughs> i'm glad this is my tuesday night this is good all right so yeah ninja stars break up a rape abduction then we have oh, we were about to talk about the fight the fight the fight with the rollers yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. all right the fight who wants to take it oh oh hunter she, do it no no me okay because this is of any part of this movie this is the charlotte this is me. part of the movie yeah all right so they're uh there's a fight going down. You know, watch the movie. You'll you'll see why. But there there's a fight running through the streets of yeah, New so York. Yeah, it's like a purse snatcher, right? Yeah, it's a purse snatcher. So he's running through several streets of New York, several blocks. And by running, I actually mean he's on roller skates. This New York ninja is on rollers, <laughs> roller skates. <laughs> skating around and like beating up the bad guys on roller skates and then it cuts to a scene of him like doing flips and stuff without skates on and then when he lands he has a skates bag on <laughs> i feel like those are go-go gadget type skates maybe yeah. like except go-go new york ninja like they go into his shoe he flips and they come back out Dude, that's right? valid and then he's like i i roller skate like i did i did roller derby for a long time um, I can I can do anything on skates. I can waltz on skates. I can I can do anything on roller skates. I never thought about trying ninja moves on roller skates. Is it, <laughs> I, when I think of roller skates, I don't typically picture ninjas, but it worked really well in this aspect. He caught my, the bad guys. My favorite is that again those scenes I talked about where there's not paid extras. They just got out of a van, had the camera. 
This is one of those scenes. Oh, yeah. So I love to think that there are people in 1980s New York just walking down the street going, is that a fucking ninja with roller skates rolling down, almost beating up guys? I think <laughs> like, this is my next tattoo is going to be a ninja on roller skates. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Because, But the commitment, again, we're not paying anybody. You just get on that sidewalk and you just go and then just fake fight people that, and then other people just move out of the way. It's a good thing. Again, this is New York in the 80s, that they didn't have people step in, and maybe there's deleted scenes of that. I will say, he was actually really good on skates. And, like, especially the New York City sidewalks. Like, I know how difficult Richmond sidewalks are to skate on. Like, he did a really good job Yeah, he outskates people running after him, even though I feel like those people running after him were kind of slow, because I believe he's running... He's skating almost uphill very slowly. <laughs> so the guys chasing yeah. him had to pace it so they couldn't catch him, a la the script of the movie. Well, they, so they're yeah. running almost in <laughs> slow motion to not catch him because it's he's like, on skates. He's got to be faster than right? It's like when you and I go on walks together and you do that little walk jog that you think old people do <laughs> yeah. and you think it's so funny. <laughs> I do this thing, yeah, where you just you look like you're almost running, but you're just old people running. It's it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of arm motions. Go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So is this the part where he decides to kind of go undercover as the cameraman? Well, that that's coming up, I okay. think. So we've got uh, uh, so we've got Lou Reed, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. He's the bad guy. There's now, a whole. He's almost a whole separate part of this movie. Now he's not only. The mastermind and and the dude running this abduction ring, but he's also the plutonium killer. That's right. I forgot. There's a whole plutonium killer thing. Now, I why don't... is he called the plutonium killer again? Well, that's because we we see him like take off his gloves. He's got these like gross leper hands, right? And he opens up this nuclear case, and his face melts off, and he loves it. Like he's like getting <laughs> off. He's yeah. getting I'm off. Like, he's oh, got a hard on. My own melting flesh. Oh, it's so good. His melty face was lube for his hard dick. Yeah. Like that's exactly what oh, it was. Yeah. Well, you got an even better scene coming up later. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. So something's going on with this dude. He's the plutonium killer. Uh, Did you need anything like that in this movie? Not really. But yeah, it was kind of a random plot thrown in there. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot. Because <laughs> it, is there really any other reference to the plutonium in any way besides this dude just uses it to kind of get off? Yeah, like, that's literally it. That's, yeah. There's like three scenes of that. <laughs> like, that's it's not the like only he's reference. trying to like extort money to get more plutonium, to build an army of plutonium. It, he just likes his plutonium. And on the side, he abducts women. Like it's it's weird. There's not really a cohesive bad this is, guy. Plot. This is the guy that Doc shaming. Brown didn't want to do business with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're he not like, kink shaming. No kink shaming. I, just more villain shaming than anything else. Well, I will kink shame you. Out. I will kink shame you if you're trying to like abduct women. That's like that's that's violation. Yeah. That's a problem. But if you want to fuck people with plutonium and, and teach their own, all right. Yes, yeah, as long as it's consensual, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got a couple kinks. Do you see that box over there glowing? Open it up. <laughs> All right. So we got some more hilarious fights where he's saving girls and sticks are getting broken on his head and and people are lining up to get kicked in the face. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote it because it was a few. Can we just throw out the choreography? It's very entertaining as long as you don't. If you're expecting Bruce Lee battles, where. 
Oh, no. The guys would charge at him, and he would kick him and kind of take him on, but each bite took their turn. But more blatantly obvious, again, where they're almost just lining up. There's like one scene where I believe there's like 10 of them, and they're like, let's get them. So one I, at a time. I think this was, well, first of all, most of these movies are made this way, even like even the kung fu movies. Yeah. Now, the difference is, I think, is that this was an intentional choice when they were re-editing <laughs> this, because normally all of that's sped up in like kung fu movies so that it looks like it's everything's or happening faster. the character faster. turns slightly to kick another guy, not stand in one place and just keep I'm kicking with you. people. Yeah, the choreography could have been a lot better. He was the only one do that had any skills and nobody else did. Do you remember that the 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 Nintendo game Kung Fu where you're just going side scrolling and you just keep kicking and guys run towards you and you just keep kicking them and you go <laughs> forward? It was kind of like that. That yeah, describes yeah, it well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that was a pretty shitty game. <laughs> you know what else was the in only, there? Flying stars. Bam. The only side note I want to say is that every single woman depicted in this movie was wearing a very short skirt and very high heels. Like women don't dress like that all the time. And very realistic wigs. I I felt the wigs were and they also very all high quality. Wore lingerie. Like all of them wore lingerie. Like this no is the one 80s. had. No one had like dirty underwear day, you know, like it. Well, you just never know when you're going to get abducted and you want to get judged when you're abducted with dirty underwear. I mean, come That's on. That's true. There's That's nothing true. more uh, embarrassing than That's being abducted true. and being like, whoa. Laundry day. Uh, can we stop by your apartment first? Because uh, it was laundry day, apparently. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, because <laughs> these abductors are very sensitive to that stuff. I don't know why I wrote it when I watched it, but you see what happens. When you fuck a stranger in the ass, and then on to the next point, <laughs> <laughs> New York Ninja personalizes his nin- ninja stars. So we, we notice that it says, I love New York Ninja on the ninja star, right? <laughs> You've been stabbed by, I love New York Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, the, there's the ER doctor, and this guy comes in, he's got, like, five ninja stars. Who did this? Who did this? Look at the stars. <laughs> oh, God, I almost forgot. All right, so there's a little side plot of like this rambunctious street kid that that <laughs> owes that owes money to older uh, street that's punks. Right. This kid that's like what 11? 11? I want to say when he's first introduced, the older street punks are beating up the tiny street kid, and John Ninja just stands there and watches. This is before he's ninja. Well, he doesn't know if the 11 year old was asking for but it. But it was fun. Like he's watching this. Like, <laughs> like he's like not even nine. Look. It's, it's New York in the 80s. Even 11-year-olds were fucked up, all right? So even John Ninja's is like, I'm going to give it a chance. This kid might have fucked over these adults, he all was right? Just, he was just being a New York citizen, <laughs> like, uh, I can't get involved. <laughs> but then, you know, wife gets, a, you know, like a like a knife through the fetus, and oh, and then Jesus. he's all revengey. So now he's going to be on the kid's side. Knife through the fetus, and he gets revengey. Can that be on the back of one of y'all's shirts? Maybe. Well, it'll be on our Ninja Star. <laughs> so... Then we've got the Lionel Richie punk played by what looks like Keegan Michael Key. Oh yeah, and he fucking like he's roughing up the kid and he fucking shoots the kid. Yeah, doesn't mm. kill the kid because the kid gets taken. That kid owed him five to seven dollars. All <laughs> That's right. right. If, you, if you let him get through with That's that. That's like a pack of cigarettes. Exactly. That kid was like, "Hook me up. I want to go to Seven Eleven. I'll pay you back." And he never did. So, fucking, so you, you got to shoot the kid. That's right. And New York Ninja like. Gets in the way, saves a day, brings the kid back well, to his apartment, sort right? Sort of saves a day. I mean, the kid got shot he already. He brings the kid back to the apartment, and they're both topless, on the bed. 
near each other. They're wearing like like l- tiny little thong things, right? <laughs> like like I'm like, very where little underwear. is this direction going in this movie? And you know, honestly, it with vinegar syndrome movies, it could have gone <laughs> some weird ass places. Saying. <laughs> like, well, I did save your life, kid. Like, no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. So then uh, we. I go... mean, it's the, the son he never had. Oh, literally. Uh, what? Too soon? Too soon? Uh, Damn. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's that kind Fuck. of episode. Uh, so I then we dirty. have another That's scene. That's only our third dead baby reference. All right. I mean, I feel dirty in this podcast. <laughs> this is a dirty move. <laughs> a, plutonium killer shows back up. Oh yeah. And yeah now right. he has his plutonium sex scene with the the busty blonde that yes he fucks and melts to death yeah i mean again be careful of your tender hookups i'm just saying and don't king shame you know that's that's what he gets off on i feel like he didn't admit to the plutonium when he was fucking her in in the in the whole like interaction beforehand you don't think that's on his tinder profile like hey (laughs) looking for busty possibly blonde into plutonium. You mean, you mean, plutonium you mean uh, the personal he took out in in the uh, sex rag in yes. New York City in the early <laughs> early eighties? Oh yes, newspaper tender. Okay, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> what's a newspaper? I'm thirty. I was born ninety one. Uh, that's the the internet printed out. That's what oh. that is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they don't have them much anymore. <laughs> yeah. My parents still buy them. That's it. <laughs> that's about it. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, and then. We've so he fucked, he fucked the chick to fucks death. the chick to murder. death. And then uh, shortly afterwards, we have a series where we have the plutonium killer who has a killer uh, fucking chauffeur, by the way, with who has like a rapier and shit. And a rat tail oh. that he puts in his mouth. And some thugs try to carjack his ass. And he's Big like, mistake. bitch, do you know who I am? Do you not see the rat tail? <laughs> and and plutonium killer's like, handle this shit you know jeeves or whatever the motherfucker <laughs> gets out of the car with a fucking like rapier and shit and just goes to town but as he puts the rat tail in his mouth he does he to represent that's yeah why do you, you do you that? motherfuckers fucked up no that's his move though like look i'm so badass this hair been growing for the longest time Ew. i put it in my mouth because i'm gonna hold it in my mouth while i destroy all of y'all one side note that we haven't mentioned yet is there some guns used in this movie? And Greece <laughs> oh, thought it was the greatest thing that this movie had the itty bitty tiniest little guns. They were straight up like everybody. Cap guns. Yeah, they every- were tiny. Well, no, there's two varieties of guns. Remember, there is the <laughs> tiny, smallest guns ever, and then Uzis, and that's all that was issued out. There are no like- other guns of any sort. The smallest cap guns and Uzis. I didn't know they made guns like this. Like, they're so micro. They're adorable. Those are apparently police-issued tiny (laughs) cat guns. (laughs) Tiny little, like, snub nose. And the whole time we're watching it, Groots was like, why are these guns so little? It's like they took the cap guns and just painted the little yellow that's on the tip, or orange on the tip off, so that you knew. That's what they did. I mean, I swear. This is pre-orange tip, but yeah. That's basically. Is it really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and we totally forgot to mention that there's <laughs> there's gonna be so much we totally forgot to mention. No, no, this it's movie fine. It's is fine. like it's amazingly not amazingly bonkers. Uh, there, he has a uh, reporter friend with a uh, with a, a cameraman 
that's been like documenting some of these New York Ninja things and also like Oh, this is where we get to our almost kind of Superman Clark Kent no, part. Side note, this reporter bitch gets kidnapped four times. Yeah, she's in really this bad movie. about getting four kidnapped. Four times. So I was like, no, no, get what away. Was, what was she reporting on again? Oh, the abduction. So it's just ironic <laughs> she keeps getting kidnapped. Four times with this bitch. But no, this is where New York Ninja, I, I was referencing earlier, I believe, um, he's the kind of Clark Kent thing where he's with the crew. Was he the driver? I thought he was a cameraman, but I could be wrong. He was helping out. But he's there, and then all of a sudden, some shit went down. He's like, oh, I gotta go. He disappears. <laughs> in comes New York Ninja. Fucks some shit up. New York Ninja disappears. He comes back, and they go, dude, you he's just fucking like, missed New York Ninja. He goes, oh, wow, that's He's always crazy. like, did I miss anything? <laughs> like, he says that every time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got abducted. And I'm a then reporter. I got saved by I, New York Ninja. Yeah. I'm a reporter, and I noticed everything. You should have been here, guy who disappeared at the same time New York Ninja showed up. I pick up on everything. No, you don't. So apparently this probably was, at this point, it's probably like the third time she got abducted. Yeah. So she gets grabbed. Um, Is this with, she's with the undercover police officer who could be also gets kidnapped? This this might be that point. So she gets grabbed, (laughs) and like the gang guys who keep getting reused with different outfits on, uh, well, you can't they're like, wear the what are you going to do, you fat bitch? And then th- there's the oh shit moment where New York Ninja's not available at the moment to save, and a fucking bunch of kid ninja recruits. Yeah. Inspired by. Inspired by New York Ninja well, show do, up. How do we know that they're inspired by the New York Ninja? Because they have shirts that say, I love New York Ninja. <laughs> they're rocking the merch, yeah. baby. <laughs> New York Ninja had a merch table set up and said, all right, you're my gang. Just grab some shit, put it on, represent. So they break it up mostly, but... <laughs> These guys have guns, by the way. Can we mention they have weapons and guns? Micro and are, guns. And they're beaten up by children. Micro guns. So they bro- slightly trained ninja children, mind you. Let me let me reinforce. They mostly break everything up, but they still <laughs> abduct the reporter girl. Yeah, <laughs> for the fourth time. It's literally, yeah. I'm I like, counted. they're still successful. Yeah, they're like, well, those kids really piss us off, but I guess we still were able to complete our mission four times with this bitch. And this is where I guess she's joined by the New York uh, Department decided we'll dedicate one more officer. To this abduction situation, we'll have one of our most badass women police officers right. set up to be abducted. She's badass. She'll no, no. She just gets abducted. Like they're like That's they true. literally just set her but up. But wait, get wait, wait. How do they find out she's a cop? Well, <laughs> all right, hold on. She forgot <laughs> to not to take the badge <laughs> off the inside of her jacket. So as they grab her. She's in disguise, mind you. But then they go, wait a second. And they open her jacket where there's her badge. She goes, she's a cop. And I don't know how undercover work that works, but I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to keep the badge on. I'm pretty sure undercover works like it did in True Detective, where Matthew McConaughey gets to do all the drugs. Yeah. But you don't have to have to the badge himself. on. Where it's so easy, you just literally <laughs> just grab the jacket and you already know, hey, this Man. person's a cop. Yes, and that's a big oopsie. the The freaking reporter, by the way, is voiced by Linnea Quigley. Yes, yes. And the detective Janet Flores is voiced by Cynthia Motherfucking Rothrock. So, so many references. Oh my god! And so they uh, they do trap New York Ninja with like a 
it looks like a, like a badminton net. <laughs> the net. And they fucking... I forgot about that. <laughs> That's right. They... Or were they dragging him behind the car? Mm. It gets fuzzy for me at yeah. this point. But there's, there's some move where he flips up into a trunk or something that is just absolutely fucking bonkers. Yeah. And defies all physics. I don't well, care what kind of a ninja you are. human physics, but we're talking about <laughs> ninja, ninja physics. physics. It's completely different, yes. Where it's obvious that when they filmed it, he jumped off of something, and all they did was reverse the film so that he went the opposite way up. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or ninja physics. And then we got uh, we got reporter chick in the helicopter with plutonium killer, and they hijacked some poor... Uh, freaking uh, pilot to oh, fly, yeah. to fly yeah, the rat who ends up like killing somebody so you don't feel so bad when, yeah, when it's hey, his time they're to go. like hey you want money kill this person and then the hell because at first we're like oh no they kidnapped the helicopter operator and then the bad guy the plutonium guy is like hey i'll give you money if you like kill these motherfuckers He's like, okay, yeah, I'll take some money. And then we're like, no, fuck you. And I don't believe it's like, I'll give you a million dollars. I think it's like, I'll give you a couple hundred. Go ahead and murder somebody. Times and work are for hard, me. man. <laughs> Apparently so. I mean, <laughs> but the guy's like, yeah, I know you're going to jail the so rest of my life. so easily turned. And I'm trained in <laughs> flying a helicopter, which should be a lucrative job, but a couple hundred dollars seems like it should throw a light away for her. All right, go ahead. I'll kill somebody for you. So this is where it gets fuzzy for me because a lot was happening. <laughs> and <laughs> well, somehow... we do have the showdown with Rattail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was weird. Drunken sword style. Yeah. Then this is as you were referencing earlier. They are battling right at daytime, maybe nighttime. Back to daytime. <laughs> like time passes. They, they, if you were to base it off of where the sunlight is. They've been fighting for a day and a half. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's not how that works. Well, what's so weird I about... I mean, because in the movie, it's I think it's supposed to be like 10 minutes. Probably. If, if you don't base it off a well, lot. What's so weird about this fight is it started off as like a normal martial arts showdown. And Rattail Guy is doing his moves. Then they get kind of sloppier. And then kind of <laughs> sloppier. And then it's like he's like trashed. Doing these like martial arts moves, drunken like, no, sword style, for like no apparent reason. What's in that rat tail? That's what I want to know. Like why <laughs> he did dipped he it in something? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hold on, put a little acid on my rat tail. This will enhance the oh like shit. A, like why? Like I why? Why do I ask why? It was like, an opium. It was opium tincture. <laughs> so he does. He does win. Yeah, New York Ninja, <laughs> ninja. prevails. Yeah. Um. So then we have to get into he has to rescue reporter chick and again explode the freaking helicopter. Oh well, and then helicopter or explode operator the dies. guy doesn't he? Doesn't he explode? He, he makes the guy to explode the helicopter, right? Yeah, yeah. Plutonium killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch it again. <laughs> At some point, then he's well. Th then when he's. This is the resolution. Helicopter explodes. Then the cops fucking show up, and they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna arrest you, New York Ninja." But then suddenly, the kids come back on the scene as like a protest rally, and New York Ninja 
uh, gets swarmed by the kids, and he's able to duck out the back and get away. That was yeah. beautiful, though. That was really it was sweet. Good. And cops are stupid in this movie, so cops all you have to like, do is children? surround me with children. It's kind of like, for those that have watched Indiana Jones, when Fuck Indiana you. Jones is about to be uh, captured, or, and then all the kids run up and save him before he can... From the cafe yeah. with all the assassins. Yeah. <laughs> See? Almost like that, there except cops instead of assassins, and <laughs> New York Ninja kids instead of normal kids. The funny part about that scene <laughs> is the, all those kids are like Sala's children that he put in danger. Yeah, I know. He's like, go save Indy. <laughs> go save Indy. And if a couple of you get shot, uh, tough luck. I mean, he's got a lot of kids, so Eat if he dates. loses a few, it's not so big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand these references. That's we'll okay. watch it soon. <laughs> so that pretty much wraps the movie, and then oh, we have a cool-ass fucking end credits song. So wait, how did Plutonium Man die again? Who knows? Is he exploded. Was he the one exploded? I think. Okay. I fucking don't remember. Now I might have to rewatch this. There's <laughs> a lot going Somebody on. Somebody does explode out of, the, out of the helicopter, but I couldn't remember if it was him or a henchman, and then... But yes, there will be a continued watching of this. So. I mean, we were talking about recording before we started recording, and I was like, I've seen this movie a few times, and every time I watch it, I get more and more confused, because I have more and more questions, and it just gets weirder and but weirder. it is goddamn so worth it. It is the... Just dialogue, obviously. Oh, my God. The characters. Again, Ninja and Roller Skates. I, I don't know if I have to say anything else. Ninja and the, Roller Skates. This movie is special on very many levels, and I am so fucking elated that Vinegar Syndrome figured out a way to not only resurrect it from the dead, but make it better than it could ever have been on its own. Yeah. Oh, can we throw uh, out real quick? The British guy is actually working for the government and oh my God. we completely <laughs> forgot to bring up. Yeah, he's like CIA he's, or something. He's not shit, a right? bad guy at all. He's working to <laughs> take down the abduction ring. And we find this at the very end of the movie when New York Ninja is about to beat the shit out of him. He's like, actually, I'm one of the good guys. Even though I did nothing up to this point to help out any of the women <laughs> that have true. been abducted. Yeah, the entire point of it, of like his operation was to let it go on long enough so they could build <laughs> enough evidence. So all these women are That's suffering yeah. and yeah. getting abducted. And once, fucking, like, once we get to 50, what? then we really well, have to step is, in. This is where Beautiful Disasters comes in with y'all's patented ninja stars with your logo on it. That's right. The anti-rape ninja stars. Yeah. I want to see that in production. All right, it's going to happen. It's we'll, going to we'll happen. Have to, we'll, we'll make it happen. We've, we've got connections. <laughs> Do you have uh, Miami connections? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to go with this, but I, I can already tell you, when we get the double features, we've already brought up that movie so many times because it just is a natural fit. It, it, it really is. It's, it's the go-to. But, all right, yes. So that was New York Ninja. So, yes, we are going to move on to double featuring this motherfucker yeah. and i can go first i can go second whatever you want i want to go you, last yeah you go first i want to hear because again it's i guess we almost had to take miami connection out because that's yeah, too, too easy. obvious too obvious too easy 100 percent, i'm going with samurai cop well oh, fuck you. that was literally <laughs> <laughs> fuck you then i think that was all of ours i think that was all I of ours <sighs> i literally wrote that the day that I saw it. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was trying to steal. <laughs> but Goose is trying to steal. Mean yeah. Where you have almost almost the same type of movie, except it's a samurai cop instead of a New York ninja. 
and you have the best jawline villain of all time. Oh, Robert Czar. Oh, man. God, if he had showed up in this movie, I would have come in my I pants. I kind of was waiting for that to happen. <laughs> they needed a giant villain. All right, now you just throw me the fuck off. Yeah, that was, was, gonna that be was my literally go-to. mine. That was literally mine. I mean, well, honestly, like, if we all had the exact same thought, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, like, literally. I guess I'll go with, uh, God damn, what is it? Uh, American Ninja 2. Is that the one with the chick from Electric Boogaloo? Or am I thinking? Yes. Of yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Because that movie, it's a canon movie. It is definitely a canon movie. Oh, yeah. It is fucking ridiculous and fits perfectly with New York Ninja. All right. Oh, yeah. What's the, do you remember the full title? Because I hate to say American Ninja 2. Because I know it's there's. It's not Revenge. No. What, uh, blah, 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 blah. No. I we'll just to... say for right now American Ninja 2. But it is worth checking out. It is fucking bonkers. I will say I'm not well-versed in ninja movies. And my literal one that I was going to do is Samurai (laughs) (laughs) So I'll throw it out to y'all. Is there another one that y'all would recommend that I watch as a double feature? 100%. I, 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 I recommended this before. But I love it so very goddamn much. Um, and that would be Ninja 3, The Domination. That's the one I was thinking of, not Ninja 2. Oh, Ninja oh 3, yeah, Domination. not American Ninja. The chick okay. from Electric Boogaloo. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ninja 3, The Domination, which is not only like a, a supernatural ghost exorcist story, but it's also <laughs> a ninja movie and an aerobics movie. And it's it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, wait, I have one. Six String Samurai. Fuck yeah. There you go. All right. There you go. Hundred percent. That movie's awesome. <laughs> movie's awesome. All right. So this was fun. This was a blast. Thank this, y'all so much for having me. This on. was. This was. There are certain movies that, and eventually, I think we're gonna get back to doing some showings. We're just finding the right venue and stuff like that. This is the perfect beautiful disaster movie show. Oh my god, yes. Plus we're movie. fresh out of, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Not even out of yet. <laughs> but there's certain that movies that get... just have the beats of just such amazing, ridiculous scenes mm-hmm. that you have to show it to a crowd. This fits right in that. Absolutely. 100%. Alright, so, let's wrap this motherfucker up. So, Beautiful Disasters, you can find us on Facebook beautiful disasters podcast you can contact us directly at beautiful disasters podcast at gmail.com please check out all the other shows on the gui network at guipodcast.com and we have is there any way to support the yeah, the network yeah. and podcast. I think so. We got I really a couple. like Amazon and shopping on Amazon. <gasps> is there a way that I could help? Don't go the normal way. There go is. the GUI way. <laughs> that's, that's right. Go on the GUIpodcast.com in the right corner. You click on there. It's got a little link to Amazon. You just go right to Amazon. We get Do a little I few, shop normally? Shop normally. Get a few. Give right. us back a few shackles. Run us that coin. That's all we're asking, all right? <laughs> Ever there since you, you watched that video. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to always happen. My only regret is that I don't have Steven right next to me because he fucking hates it when I say it, but run us that coin, all right? <laughs> and then I do believe we have merch somewhere, don't we not? Oh, yeah. And like, apparently we're going to have we're gonna have to put another new design on there yeah, soon. Yeah, probably. But, but right now, T Public has all the designs from all the podcasts. I think we're up to 40 plus. Hell yeah. It's like three pages at this point. You got to go through that. But there's a couple beautiful disaster designs on there. I think we have three. I think we got three. 
Disclaimer. Four to come if we can come up with a badass design for this movie. There's always room for one more. Disclaimer, yeah. anti-rape ninja stars <laughs> are not available at this time. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, we'll no. talk to T-Public. <laughs> but, you know, there's also something we should throw out there, and that's not just for GUI, but for all the shows on the network, is that we're actually asking some of the fans if they have a design, make one, send it our way. If we like it, we're going to send it to T-Public, put it as a design, you get a free shirt or one of the... Whatever. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Hobbit has been uh, promoting the shit out of that. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck yeah. So, I guess if one of the, our fans can design their own anti rape, people's Astro Ninja <laughs> Star shirt and send it to us if we like it, that might be our next shirt on T Public. Hell yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is amazing. Yeah. All right. So, stay tuned, everyone. Uh, we will have more episodes to come. In a more in more frequency to come in the near future, uh, there's going to be a lot of cool shit coming from Beautiful Disasters real soon. And uh, with that, I've been the Groots, Fu Hunter, and Charlotte. Thank you for listening. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>